Fuck. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Sorry, Dad. And now for something completely different. Hello, everyone. Welcome to I Should Be Sleeping podcast. Um, as I stated in a previous mini-sode, we're going to be experimenting with the format a little in future episodes and adding some new segments. In this episode, we'll be doing a sort of Netflix roulette type thing where we're going to randomly choose a movie from a given genre um, that's on Netflix, and then we're going to watch it separately and talk about it and see where that goes. <laughs> we're off to a great start. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, we'll get that that later and uh the i guess this that show will be called it came from netflix and i'll eventually have some nice little intro music for that and joining me for this episode and possibly future episodes if i don't hate his guts by the end of this uh, no, uh no i have it's uh oliver johnson hi i'm oliver i don't know how intros work and that's my thing apparently <laughs> yes it is the movie that we watched is called The Eternal. Well, so as soon as I saw it, I tried looking it up on IMDb and didn't see it. And then uh, I had to go to Christopher Walken's uh, Oscar <laughs> winner. By, by the point that this movie has been made, he's won an Oscar. And, Did Pulp uh, Fiction come out before this? Yes. Pulp Fiction was a film before this. Yes, yeah, so this is 1998. Pulp Fiction was 94. He won... What year was Deer Hunter? Because that's when he won... I thought that was earlier. Yeah. So I'm, but he's I mean, already so an he's Oscar winner. Yeah. He's he's been established. Annie Hall was already a thing before this, even though he's very minor in that. He's a good actor, and yeah. he's he's. Uh, I mean, he's the best part of this movie, <laughs> hands down. But uh, yeah, I had to go to his IMDb page and like scroll through to '98, and I see the trace, and I'm like, I don't know what this is, and but it's so it's known as the trace on IMDb. The Eternal on Netflix. I thought it was Trance. I think it's Trance. Trance. Okay, Trance. Right. That makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm just dyslexic. Uh, revealing it plot like right here. stupid titles. Okay, so yeah, it's called Trance originally, and then for the DVD release, it, they changed it to The Eternal semi or colon? Is it colon yeah. with the two? Yeah. Someone confused me on it, and I'm, I've been Like Aqua Teen Hunger since. Force colon movie from yes. Theaters? So. That's how I'll remember it, because I love that movie for oh, some yeah, reason. Great. Because oh, um, it's awesome, that's why you love it. <laughs> so, um, the eternal colon kiss of the mummy, or yeah, kiss what, from the mummy, something about yeah, something k- like that. Kissing mummies is what's going on. But best name, the best name it could have is definitely that one. It, I, I'd, I'd say this is an unofficial prequel to the mummy franchise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. So the movie's about witches or a witch, a druid witch, a druid witch, and a bog, and it. Yeah, that part I didn't understand what was going on. But um, uh, another quick thing is that uh, it's also starring the guy from Mad Men, uh, the British dude in Mad Men. Um, oh, you mean um, Moriarty from yes. Guy Ritchie's Sherlock? Yeah, the Sherlock yeah. Holmes. Yeah. Who I, I like him as well. I yeah. mean, he's, he's I definitely great he was, in Mad Men. I think once Christopher Walken gracefully left the film i think he he was the best part about it <laughs> yeah but 
I Fuck mean, this movie. <laughs> I'm going to come out and say it. Oh my god, is it awful. So if we're going to talk about plot, I'm going to have to admit that somewhere during most of the second act, I started playing uh, Rogue Legacy on my Vita. Well, <laughs> and that may have taken more of my attention than uh, than the movie did. Okay, I'll be honest. Like The plot... That I think... I did a similar thing where I was like, you know what? I wonder what's going on. Netflix, what's going on on Instagram right now? I was like, you know what? I need to do laundry. <laughs> <laughs> so I I did like have to stop the movie a few times to do things that were like way more worth my time. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I definitely. And it took me three tries to get through this movie. I ended. I actually ended up having to look up the Wikipedia page, which was the only place that I found a coherent plot of the film written out, which I guess I can read it just so people know what we're talking about that haven't watched this movie for some reason. Yeah, I mean, who hasn't seen this movie already? <laughs> it's a classic. Nora is a young American woman of Irish origin who suffers from alcoholism. She and her husband, Jim, are coming home from a night of drinking when Nora Jim has also suffers from alcoholism, let's be honest. Oh, I think he's worse. He's an enabler. Oh, yeah. Everyone's an enabler in this film. Yeah, even the kids are drinking and smoking, and they're like eight years old. Oh, I'm also drinking Guinness right now because they drink Guinness in the movie and they make a big deal out of it. So for the some film reason. works. Well, it's yeah, it's, it's like mother's the, milk. Yeah, the whole thing's just a product placement for Guinness. <laughs> she and her husband Jim, I'm still reading this, <laughs> are coming home from a night of drinking when Nora has an accident, tumbling down the stairs of her New York apartment building. Nora survives the fall, but is soon visited by headaches. Oh, that's right. Those blues and hallucinations. Determined to drop for the sake of their young son, the couple head to Ireland where they pay visit to Nora's grandmother and Uncle Bill Ferreter in their huge labyrinthian... Labyrinthian? Mansion. Labrothian. <laughs> Labrothian. Labrothian. Just lots of bros. Yeah. And then the rest... This is where the rest of the plot is. Where it's just we can explain That's, the plot, but it doesn't Yeah, matter. it really honestly doesn't. Like, the plot... If you if this was a movie focused on plot, it would be over in 20 minutes. Like, if you cut out all of those ridiculous flashbacks... Which, okay, there was one in the beginning where it was like a building with smoke coming out of it. And I was like, is this like 9-11? No, this is before 9-11. What's with this imagery? So I watched this movie yesterday. Yeah. And I don't remember <laughs> I watched, no, I only, I watched this two hours ago. And there are some things that are, that are slipping. But I just remember that because it stood out like so much to me. But, um. Yeah. Well, something when watching a movie like this. Uh, I just sit and think, who greenlit this? Like, who read the script and was like, yeah, this is a good idea. This isn't even the dude's first movie. This is, like, his sixth. And he's made... He's still directing movies. He directed one, like, that's already been released this year. 2015. Yeah. No, I, I was Which we're two months into. And it's... Yeah, he's... I mean, if you ever watched that Hamlet adaptation with Ethan Hawke, that's at Modern Times. Oh, yeah, he directed he did that. that. Yeah. yeah. He's directed oh, he, actual movies. Yeah, he directed another Ethan Hawke movie that just came out. Oh, Boyhood. <laughs> yes you did boyhood <laughs> boyhood <laughs> let's see um really quick if i can just interject uh so i took some notes on things to say because i don't know i've never been on a podcast before so i decided to whatever unnecessary knowledge that will probably get cut um so i took some notes and by some i mean two and the first one is female lead doesn't know how arms work. She gets in a car crash and then she's like, my, it felt like my right hand was on my left arm and my left arm was on my right arm. And like, just the weirdest dialogue. <laughs> and I'm like, you oh. did, what? What? Like, there's so much. <laughs> there, there were a lot of moments where someone says a line and I'm like, wait, what? Why yeah. is no one, like, making note of this? And, like, uh, I think when uh, when uh, the grandmother hits the hus- hits Jim with the teapot, like, she gently taps his head and it yeah. shatters and he drops. Yeah. Like, he has a line after that where he's like, oh, yeah, 
where he's like, oh yeah, your like grandma like bashed me over the head. I'm like, oh, that's just crazy. Yeah. Like they don't they make light of the craziest things, and then okay, so like it's revealed that uh, Christopher Walken has a quote unquote mummy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's revealed to to set up that really quick. <laughs> so they they go to the uncle's house, which is Christopher Walken. And uh, it's the uncle of the woman who doesn't know how arms work. And um, she, they're like, oh, the uncle is kind of a crazy dude. And then they go to his basement, or she does, and they're just like, oh, hey, check out this dead body. And her reaction is, oh, is that grandma? It's just so, like... And a later, when she's telling her husband, she's like, I think it was grandma. She's upset at the fact that he has guns in the basement. Yeah. But then when she's like, oh yeah, he also has a mummy. Yeah. Like that's, that's a a footnote (laughs) on the... It's bearing the lead. That's what that is. (laughs) Also, Christopher Walken is blind. And then in the movie, they say, oh, I would never be able to tell. Yeah, neither would I because he's not acting like a blind person. Ben Affleck, like, I know everyone (laughs) wants to give Daredevil shit, but like... He's a phenomenal blind. Man. He is. He in was that. so. He was so blind in that movie. <laughs> in comparison, he should have won an Oscar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's just like, oh yeah, I'm blind, but I'm wearing normal ass glasses and like looking in the direction of everything that I'm. Even though oh. eyesight doesn't matter to him. And do you remember he he mentions that where he found the body? It wasn't buried in the bog or somewhere else. It was in the grandmother's trunk. So, like, she had the body in a trunk. And that's the last that you ever really hear from that aspect of it. Yeah. (laughs) I had to watch it two times to find out that the grandmother was a witch. Oh, was she? Yeah. No, I guess. If she's the one who got the body. It was seriously a thing where subtitles helped. Even though everyone was speaking English for the most part. Yeah. I mean, they had... A lot of them had very thick accents. Christopher Walken doesn't. No. And there was, like, two moments where he had... Where yeah. he's like, oh, yeah, I'm Irish in this Yeah, movie. and then, like, he tries it in maybe, like, half a sentence. He tries doing a little tiny bit of an accent. Even the lead, she's like... She, when she, I didn't realize she was supposed to be Irish until they went to that uh, pub. And she's like, oh, and we'll have crisps and a pint of Guinness. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> is she mocking them? <laughs> Why is she being such a dick? Yeah. But no, she's Irish. I'm trying to like just wrap my head around this movie. Okay, so half of the film, it's basically he get, he handed the camera off to like the Steadicam operator and is like, you know what? Go wild. Yeah. We have this mansion for the weekend. <laughs> just run down this hallway. Uh, you know what? We've got the beach there. Let's take some shots there. <laughs> Let's have her just walking around the water. You yeah. know what? Let's have her crawl in the mud. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Breaking Bad definitely got inspiration for it in uh, Ryan jo- Johnson's episode where <laughs> she goes into the pool. So it's like, pulled straight from the eternal kiss of a mummy. Oh. That, that Ryan Johnson is a talentless <laughs> hack. I mean, what if, though? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And he's like, no one will know. No one will ever see this movie. And then he, when he listens to our podcast, inevitably, uh, he's going to be, fuck, they got me. <laughs> back to, back I've to, been discovered. Back to hosting old VHS games. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, so I didn't understand the tension between that weird guy at the bar and um, the lead. Which, yeah. Her name's Nora. Also, uh, to cut you off once again. So I watched The Eternal Kiss of a Mummy, uh, bookended by Zodiac and Gaunt Girl. <laughs> so, like... Uh, so obviously this was the strongest of the three movies. <laughs> that goes without saying. I love how this film, at one point, it kind of turns into, like, parent trap thing, where they kind of confuse the two women. And it's, they're just kind of interchangeable. Yeah. It's, I, at the end, I still, like... Is there supposed to be some question of which one... Like, 
The girl slits her own throat. Spoilers. Okay, uh, yeah. But... So, how this movie... Okay, so, basically, the mummy, the witch, druid mummy from Ireland, her, <laughs> uh, her deal is that she's trying to take Nora's, um, soul? Or, like, she's trying to become her? So, she takes her form... I mean, from the start, she looks like her, so it's kind of weird yeah. how everyone's like, hey, she kind of looks like you. Yeah. So, yeah, from the start, she's like that. And it, it kind of gets a thing where, like, the husband's like, wait here. And then he goes into the next room, and it's the other girl. And he she puts her fingers in his mouth, and he yeah. says, it tastes like blood. And then they start getting it on. Yeah, they start macking it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and Which, then it's so, like... Well, wait, wait, wait. Because I just realized, okay, so in the scene right before that, she killed Christopher Walken. Spoilers. Oh, they Christopher Walken dies? You didn't know that. I was wondering what happened to him. <laughs> yeah, no, she slits his throat. Uh, and then, oh like, my god, I didn't even see that part. I wasn't it probably was looking really at my drawn PlayStation. Out. You were probably looking away. But she kills him. Fuck, then... I wish I saw that. <laughs> yeah, that was the moment where I was like, oh. Well, let me say really quick that Christopher Walken giving exposition in any movie is the greatest thing of all time. It really is. Because he says these lines... Uh, I wish I could do a Christopher Walken impression, but like in the exact there is same a Christopher of... Walken impression in the film, though. Yeah, but <laughs> he sounds like he like he does in um, in the Golden Watch monologue in Pulp Fiction, but he's talking about witches. It drove her mad, and like that's kind of like <laughs> like what? It's so wonderful to listen to, and then that's I think I texted you at this point. I'm like, oh my god, this movie's amazing. Yeah, I got that, and, and I then, was thinking like this has to be the Christopher Walken scene. Yeah, and then and then as soon as he's and then I'm just, at one point I'm like, oh, where did he go? Did his like contract just like get completed? Was he only signed on for two and a half days, and then they ran out of time with him? No, he got his uh, throat viciously oh, slit god. like repeatedly. Repeatedly? Okay, How many it was throats like, does he have? It was like slit once with a surgical knife, and then it was the thing where it was like over the shoulder, and she was just going like, ah. So either she was... <laughs> just edges in the same spot. Yeah, like, but they never really show that again. But right after that is the whole, this ta- you, you taste like blood. So I was like, so he's tasting Christopher Walken's It blood. sounds like you're describing the plot to Gone Girl right now. It, I mean, it might as well be. You just take out the whole... Yeah, because Gone Girl wasn't good or anything. No, not at all. Ben Affleck, who does he think he is? Yeah, but that dick, though. <laughs> did you get my Snapchats of... Yes, I did. <laughs> so, oh. I like how I'm saying, that was so good, my Snapchats. So. <laughs> I'm hilarious. This is a visual medium. Please cut this. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to say a lot of things and follow it up with, you should cut this. It's going to end up happening. Like, this is going to be consistent. Okay, so I wanted to talk about the children. Did you think they were going somewhere with that at all? I mean, they didn't, but, like... No, they didn't, but, was, like... Well, yeah, I mean, there's things like having the kids smoke, and, like, everything is kind of treated like everything is normal. Everyone... No one reacts to anything. No. Like, people get pushed... People fall down multiple staircases... Yeah. ...several times. And then, yeah, he's... he's so, she, he's... Okay. She's, I'm just saying a bunch of she's, he's, and whatnot... The dude from Mad Men. Uh, Jim. His name's Jim. I looked this up. Uh, Moriarty, uh, Moriarty walks into, walks over the stairs and sees that his wife has fallen down the stairs. It's and, a big set of stairs, and too. Also, it's not like she's like laying normally on the ground. Or, like, posed. It's like she actually did get pushed down the stairs because yeah. her arm's, like, sticking over her head. Yeah. Her legs she, Her are body's twisted. all mangled. And, like, <laughs> and so he walks into that, and his first thing is saying, Oh, I was, I was just hanging, like, he's trying to explain himself as if he got caught. 
Like, she's unconscious at the bottom <laughs> of the stairs, and you're trying to explain what you're doing. Like, who gives a fuck about you right now? She's dying. Like, someone pay attention to someone other and than then, yourself. So he says, like, he says, oh, you're not supposed to move when you're, um, when you fall or when this, when this type of thing happens. And then it immediately cuts to him, like, throwing her on a couch. Yeah. Like, with a loud thud. Like, someone had a fully, a, like, punching a pillow to get that sound. Yeah. So I was like, this girl can take a hit. She gets, yeah. she gets hit multiple trooper. times. <laughs> and were you paying attention, like, at the climax of the film where kind of everything yeah. goes crazy? Okay, yeah, when everyone just starts punching each other and it's when, really uncomfortable. When, <laughs> when all of the help comes in and says they're suddenly experts at witches. And yeah, and they have, like, sniper rifles. <laughs> <laughs> like, it doesn't like, make... I'm the gardener, I, and I'm the bog man. <laughs> I want to know, like, what it feels like to be someone who hasn't seen this movie, hearing us talk about oh, this movie. It's because honest, they just got to be so confused. Honestly, it's probably not far from actually watching the movie. Yeah, I mean, the confusion is mutual. Um... Even so, after seeing the movie. So, yeah. So, near the end, like, it's the confrontation where the witch, where she comes up and they're like, oh, no, there's two of this woman. Ah. And then, like, she gets shot in the head, I think. And um... Well, the guy keeps shooting her over, like, sh- the witch version gets, like, shot, like, a thousand times. So, like, what happens to her? Yeah, she gets shot in the head and then, like... Well, she also gets shot in... The dude... So there's a dude who, after she kills the majority of the people with sniper rifles for some reason, <laughs> one of the guys, like, somehow knocks her down, I don't remember how, and yeah. is like, get out of here, I'll take care of her, and keeps shooting her in the leg. Yeah, like, no, he's like right up on her leg and like, just constantly shooting her. Yeah, with no bullet gonna... holes or anything like that, it's, it's, you hear the gunshot, cut away, <laughs> gunshot, cut back to him, nothing's happened to her leg, and but... he just keeps has, having his gun in the, uh... The back of her Th- knee. This will stop her. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't work. No, it, it didn't. But, <laughs> like, I think my favorite part happens right before that, where, like, the main girl who's not the witch, Nora. I yeah. Forgetting it. I wrote it down. She has one of her hallucinations, I guess, where they cut to, like, old 8mm footage of her on a beach and just other things that have nothing yeah. to do with it. And then when they cut back, everyone's dead. And, <laughs> and, and her husband is sticking a pole in the witch. <laughs> See, they really learned from Ridley Scott that um, your brain will fill in the parts to make it more gruesome. <laughs> it's just cut away and cut back. Everyone's dead. Everyone's Figure it dead. Figure out yourself, you and bitch. there's a pole <laughs> sticking out of the witch. You just don't understand what art is. That's why... why I don't. <laughs> okay. I, I totally had, understood it. I had two Get on my level. after watching this the first time. I was like, this movie... I mean, this movie is either incredibly stupid, or I just... Or this movie is really smart, and I'm just too stupid to get it. Yeah, we're just not, not on it. No. It's... I should probably slow down. They had... <laughs> Are you on three? No, I'm on two, but it's Guinness, and I've been just pounding through. I'm gonna have to drive home at some point, so... Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of, yeah, during that first watch through, I was I was getting that point. I was like, you know what? I wonder, that doctor guy looked familiar. And uh, do you know who that is? I don't know if doctor you're a big guy. movie fan, horror movie fan. Oh, yeah, I hate movies. It's horror totally movie. Not... Horror movie. Horror movie. I mean, oh, this, okay. this I thought you just said, are you a movie fan? <laughs> Okay. Well, this will probably turn you off from the horror genre. But, um, so, that doctor that who's telling, who is the one that says, oh, you need to stop drinking. Yeah. At the very beginning, that was... I can't remember who what he was. He was in The Exorcist. He was the young... He was... Uh, what's really? his name? Uh, Why did these people Father sign Harris. on? They... And the... Okay, and the grandmother? She's the grandmother in Twister. Uh, wait, really quick. <laughs> so this guy made a movie called Twister, and then there's another movie called Twister. Wait, 
This director? Yeah, this director made it a movie, Twister, but it was released in 89. The <laughs> Twister that anyone gives a shit about. Does anyone give a shit? The, let's say... Well, it's not the one that that made DVD a household name. Yeah, well... Uh, what's... I think everyone's first DVD was Twister. Yeah. The 1989 one, clearly. No. <laughs> <laughs> Philip um, Seymour Hoffman. Um, yeah. That Twister. Yeah. She was in that Twister. She was in that Twister. Okay, because I was... I recognized um, her, that's why I looked her up. Because I was like, she looks really familiar, like another throwaway character that should have done more. If I was going to make a joke, please cut this, because I, it was it's my forethought <laughs> for being on a podcast. Well, I was... was going to be uh, from the acclaimed director of Twister, but, like, not the one you've heard of. <laughs> Same name, just a few years ago. Director earlier. of Twister, no, not that one, comes <laughs> Trance. No, not that film. Because <laughs> uh, Danny Boyle recently made a film called Trance, which I assume is going to be retitled The Eternal Kiss of the Mummy. <laughs> Part two. <laughs> Danny Boyle, the he made. Um, don't tell me. Slumdog Millionaire, 127 Hours, Moon, no Sunshine. Yeah, not Moon, but yeah, cool. <laughs> Mailed it. Yeah, and Trance is actually Trance is actually a good film. I would recommend that over over this Trance. What year was it? Um, you recommend it over this Trance? Yeah, this work of art. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. I'm gonna stick by that. <laughs> I don't recommend this movie. No, I don't. I don't either. I mean, there were parts that I like very audibly laughed, and I was like going. I was like, I was quite audible when watching this movie. Whether yelling at the screen, <laughs> I was alone in my room. But it, whether it was uh, yelling at the screen or laughing hysterically when uh, when she burns through the floor and then the kid <laughs> yes. walks over to it and she gets yes. pulled down, it was so funny. <laughs> But I, I, okay, yeah, I mean, I don't know, I just wrote down lines, like, there was, I was laughing hysterically at it too, and there was lines that I just wrote down. Someone says, she's in some sort of trance. Uh. Yeah, I went, ah, they did it, they did it. So she's I, some, I wrote, in some sort of eternal kiss of the mummy. <laughs> I actually wrote that down. <laughs> and, um, another line, I can feel her inside me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so hot. And they, they have way too many sexy... You know what? The one thing about this film, like, I felt like it did disrespect to alcoholism and, like, actual portrayals of that as a problem. Like, it made it seem really fun. Like Yeah, been, there was no I've consequence been, to anything no, that they did. They fall down staircases. They raise the, up mummies. The, they get the mummy drunk. <laughs> okay, so at one point, they get, <laughs> they get the uh, at one point, the guy makes out with the mummy, thinking it's his wife, and then walks into the other room to see his actual wife making out with a dude who was in the beginning of the movie that they have history with, and then uh, Moriarty starts fighting him. Oh, immediately they've also had an me. abortion with. Oh yeah, Fun and fact. she just springs that on him. Is like, oh yeah, I got an abortion. He's like, oh, this darn. film needed that. <laughs> yeah, all this there was there was a ton of exposition that really didn't fit the film. But um, anyway, it's a good date night movie. Oh yeah. For uh, I mean, Valentine's Day is right around the corner, mm-hmm. so or probably uh, around I mean, the corner that's already been passed by the point. And it's definitely a good like starting point of a conversation if you are dating someone who is an alcoholic. Yeah. And like, I mean, I'm pretty <laughs> sure Quaaludes were the drug. Oh yeah, Quaaludes were in this. Yeah, and... Quaaludes were mentioned. Yeah, <laughs> a lot island. actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that was the drug of choice that they were on in this movie. Yeah. Because like. Or the director was definitely not. I mean, being someone who's... I mean, I, we've both been drunk. Have you ever, like, done anything... Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, Mom. I've, <laughs> I've never had alcohol, nor no, am I drinking right now. I mean, I don't think I've ever been at that point where I'm riding... We're riding a roller coaster 
seems like a good idea. Or, like, doing some weird dance down hallways. And yeah. It was really weird. Or making out with mummies. Or making out with mummies. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like, no, there's no consequence to anything. No one reacts negatively to anything they see. This definitely felt like a pre-9-11 movie where nothing was of consequence <laughs> and everything was awesome. <laughs> Even terrible things like Everything mummies. is cool when you're part of a team. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to that song on the way over here, by the way. <laughs> the rap is so good. <laughs> Some, I mean, I, I want to stop talking about this, but I feel like I can't. Just, just there's so many things. Yeah. I honestly have. I kind of want to recommend it only because it's like it's kind it of a glorious funny. train wreck. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's it's definitely one of those things. The thing that I I asked originally is if if you saw the new Red Letter Media review where they um, watch Battlefield Earth. Yes. Where okay. you they film themselves watching it and then discuss it afterwards. It seems like a fun movie to be able to do. Yeah. Definitely. Do that for. Is where, like, you just watch it with a bunch of friends and make fun of it. Um, <laughs> side note, something we need to do is you, me, and Bowman need to make our own commentary for uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh, yes. Also, at some point, we we can't not talk about Spider-Man uh, Today? while we're here. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. But, um... I mean, who, need, who needs content for future episodes when we can just get it all out of the way right now? Oh, I, it's current. <laughs> it's current. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. Let's talk about that. Well, what was the thing that... Oh, it was the the Oscars. Is we'll talk about Oscars some other time. Yeah, it's not for how many more weeks? Uh, I think it's actually next weekend. Oh, okay. is it next weekend? I don't know. We have computer. Oh, I that's, that's I don't know. Oh. I don't ever. I don't care about Oscars. But um, the only reason why I care, actually, I always cared because it's just kind of a fun thing thing to do. And um, but it was when I saw that moment, the Magnolia uh, documentary, where. Like, you see how much it means to Paul Thomas Anderson, a dude who's... I think this is his sixth nomination that he got this year. Not not six nominations this year, but sixth nomination <laughs> ever. Um, and he got uh, a nomination for Inherent Vice, which is cool. Uh, I think there's other movies... Like, I would have preferred to see Gone Girl get nominated, but uh, but I think it's You're nice. Here that... first, Oliver thinks that there are better movies... <laughs> uh, yeah. Vice. <laughs> of, I mean, it's comparing my two favorite directors right there, yeah. but still... But no, I mean, it's nice to see that he got a nomination. But um, to see how much it means to him, who's like a guy where, like, I know Fincher is the kind of guy where when people are like, oh, are you upset that you got snubbed for uh, Social Network? He's like, why should I give a shit about, like, this is about a bunch of safe conventional movies, and I make movies that make you feel gross. And, uh, and like, I don't give a shit if people want to give me an award for it, because that's not what it's about. Um, I feel like a lot of that might also fall into, like, self-confidence. Like, David Fincher is, like, I think he knows that he's David Fincher. And Paul Thomas Anderson is still kind of, like, like, I feel like he still needs to prove himself. Or he feels like he needs to prove himself. Yeah, well, it was was definitely cool when Ben Affleck gave him the the shout-out when he uh, won Best Picture saying, saying, Paul Thomas Anderson, who's, like, the Orson Welles of our time. Which is something I yeah, hear quite I, a bit. I, I um, agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, everyone knows that Paul Thomas Anderson is one of the best directors out there. Uh, you heard it here, team. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, he, he definitely, he seems like a very humble guy. But, I don't know, he he seems like he's he's definitely a dude from, like, a modest background where he just kind of, like, he got lucky to be able to make these movies. And he's a fucking genius, but he doesn't see himself as a genius. While David Fincher, like, was... I'm going to make sure I'm a genius at this. Yeah. He Fincher he's, worked he's, to be where he's at. He's definitely more of just... Not that Paul he, Thomas he approaches Anderson it like a craft. Yeah. And I think Paul Thomas Anderson approaches it more as like an art form. 
Yes. I guess that would be the more... Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good way of comparing yeah. it. But, so when things like that, seeing that it actually does mean something to people, uh, that's where I start to care. Um, but looking back at the movies that have won Best Picture, who gives a shit about any of them? Any of the movies that have won have... Okay, so... But Crash is so good. Oh, yeah, I mean, Crash is so racism, good. Racism, guys. Racism is a thing we need to talk about. Yeah. It's so bad. Racism is bad. <laughs> and then the whole the snow at the end is rep- is supposed to mean that it's going to continue on forever. Some bullshit like really? that. Yeah, that's that's oh. the symbolism of the end is that is that there's the ending I can't remember exactly what happens thankfully because I've been able to block it. I don't think I've actually finished that film because I just It's got the worst. Sick of it. It's it's up there with Pain and Gain is one of my least favorite movies of all time. Oh. Pain and Gain Wait. is just offensive oh. to me. Uh but uh crash i can't remember exactly what happens but the ending is the symbolism of the ending is saying that this is something that you can't you have to accept is going to be there forever and there's and that everyone is racist not that like there will be racism because let's be honest there's people who are bigots and and that's gonna continue uh as long as religion continues ha shots fired no i'm kidding uh but seriously uh yeah religion sucks (laughs) sorry uh, mom Anyway. Um, I mean, I like Hurt Locker a lot. I like Argo a lot. But those aren't movies where I'm going to look at when I'm in yeah, a I don't real think that, adult. <laughs> I don't think they're films that you can really, like, um, years later studied, like, in a classroom or something. Yeah, I mean, like, I looking mean, back at other movies that have won, like, uh, like Cuckoo's Nest, Amadeus, same director. But, uh... I haven't watched either one of them. Really? Yeah, but I have seen Trance. <laughs> Twice! <laughs> Uh, it's called Eternal Kiss of the Mummy. Okay, yeah. You've seen Trains three times, if you can say Okay, yeah, but I have seen Trains three times. Um, I've seen Thrice three times. I've seen Thrice thrice. What's... What? It's a band. Oh. I've seen them live. I'm not even a Thrice fan, but I've seen Thrice. Uh, that's completely off topic. Like, on the waterfront, uh, Oliver, which I'm named after, Best Picture winner of 1968, which is also regarded as a movie that uh, was kind of a... I'm I'm bullshitting. It wasn't like a real best picture movie. Wait, was, was that the was that the musical? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oliver with an exclamation mark. Oh, I my mom legally wanted to put an exclamation mark in my name. Oh, uh, you, you had no chance, did you? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good movie. It won best picture. Okay. <laughs> Do you not think it's a good movie? I mean, I'm offended right now. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't name my son Pulp Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, <laughs> obviously, obviously you wouldn't. Pulp Fiction didn't win Best Picture. Oh, wait, what won? Forrest Gump did that year. Well, then I... Oh, that that is a name. That would actually be a name. I still wouldn't name it that. Yeah. Unless, I would not like, name my kid Forrest Gump either. Or, I don't know, Shakespeare in Love. <laughs> Shakespeare in Love. <laughs> Which won Best Picture <laughs> over Saving Private Ryan? Fuck. Like, why do I care about the Oscars? Why? Because Paul Thomas Anderson does, and... He is... Well, I mean, it's nice seeing Christoph Waltz win and, and like, people who... I guess, but, I mean, at the, end of the, day, at the end of the day, they still have play. to buy their own award. Yeah, they have to... They have to pay, like, what, $500? $500 to get a stupid little thing that says that... After that, This though. group of white people love yeah. the movie. <laughs> this group of really old white people who only like really I mean, safe conventional movies. the fact movies. that Lego Movie didn't get nominated and that Big Hero 6... That did get nominated, right? Yes. That, that and got Big no- Hero 6 was awful. That was atrocious. Yeah, it was really bad. 
Should we talk about Big Hero 6 really quick? Fine, yes. So Do it. Spoilers, <laughs> but don't go see that movie anyway. So, uh, like, a lot of people gave it a pass, being like, it's it's just a kid's movie. Uh, eat a dick, because Lego Movie was a kid's movie, and that was magical. Even uh, How to Train Your Dragon 2 was a kid's movie. Which I've heard is really good. I it's, yeah, me that. too. I haven't seen it either. I but can't believe it won. The first run. one, I was surprised at how good it was. Yeah, and me the too. second one, I hear it's even better. Yeah. Which, which is, is hard weird. to do, yeah. especially for DreamWorks, which is kind of now the Pixar of animated films now. Yeah. Uh, Shots fired. Yeah. <laughs> Big Hero 6. The whole... Okay, the villain... It turns out he's the villain. First off, you can see it coming a million miles away because everything is so just formulaic about this movie that you're like, okay, so this is going to come back when... Oh, there's a... His name is on the on the disc? Well, when he dies, that's going to be some emotional scene in the end when he when he sees the little card with his brother's name on it. And then the whole, um, the main villain wears a mask. So you're like, okay, so there's going to be some reveal here. And then sure enough, it's the one guy who couldn't be the villain. It's the one guy who hasn't shown up yet. Yeah. Every other character has shown their face. Yeah. And then the whole, so there was no, the fire, like there's nothing on like how the fire was caused. I thought that was going to be oh, yeah. like made by the villain I or something. I didn't even think about it that. It just doesn't matter. The fire has no impact on like, anything other than the brother It dying. was even when I realized it was the professor dude. Like, I didn't even think about why the fire started. Like, yeah, I the was fire like, had okay, someone... meant nothing. It really didn't mean anything. It just meant it was there to kill the brother. Yeah, and then they could have done something where like the death of the brother had an impact on the villain. Who's also, he's the teacher and, uh, and... So first scene you see him, he's uh, total homies with all his students, and then there's a generic businessman who is a bad guy, where he's like, I want a business, business, business. And then... Uh, business? I'm Alan Tudyk. Yeah. Business. <laughs> or uh, uh, Unikitty. Is this working? Yes. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> but uh, one of the best scenes of that whole oh. movie. Spike that audio right there. Oh, yes. Um, so the bad guy comes in being business, business, business. And then uh, and then the, the teacher is like, respectfully, like, these kids are trying to be artists. You're business and we're artists, so we don't need you. And then, uh, so the guy's like, all right, and he leaves. And then fire happens, brother dies. And then next scene that you see, the villain revealed to be the teacher the villain in that reveal scene is trying to kill those students that he's total homies with it the only other scene we've seen of him so then when like there's nothing to bring him to the point where he where he wants to kill the other students because they're getting his way or something but like in the beginning it showed that he cares about those students in the end he just doesn't because it's easier for the plot if he doesn't. Well, yeah, I mean, if you watch those videotapes, clearly you would have understood his motives. Yeah, and then it's like, <laughs> oh, we're supposed to sympathize with him. Because some character we're just getting introduced to right now, like, got stuck in some space-time continuum, and he's upset about it. But that happened before the, before, like, the... Before the, the movie. Yeah. So it turns out the plot of the villain is to kill Mr. Business. Why didn't he kill Mr. Business before this movie even started? What what happened in this... Like, you watch the movie, and then you're just like, Oh, nothing like, matters at all. he basically tried to Doc Ock him from Spider-Man 2. Yeah, but Doc Ock, like, was done right. No, I know. I'm just yeah. saying he tried to do that. Yeah. It's... It, it, it really was, like, what would happen if Spider-Man 2 was in the hands of someone who didn't know what to do with yeah. a superhero film. It's, it's a movie made by someone who doesn't know how to make a movie. Yeah. And that's hands... I mean, at the end, I was kind of embarrassed 
after for watching it. Yeah, and, and so many people were like all about it. Yeah, like Baymax was a fun character. Like the, yeah, the I where they fist character. bump and the fa la la la. That was genuinely funny. Yeah, I and, then, and, went, oh. and then uh, when that happened, all the kids in the theater went fa la la la, and like every, all the kids got into it. And yeah, that's that's great that there's a character that kids can love and everything like that. And while I think that is a a big uh, that is goes a long way in a kids movie, I think making a shitty movie goes a long way towards making your movie shitty. And uh, and the fact that, like, no one... Everyone was like, yeah, it was good. I'm like, no, no, you're wrong. <laughs> like, it's not well, just... It's, I think, I feel like it's the same group of people that would also go... Spider-Man Sp- 2 was yeah, good. because Spider-Man 2 Spider-Man. was close to the comics. Uh, I'm not going to mention any names, and I don't, I don't judge anyone for... Now, going back to Spider-Man. Uh, not, I'm not going to mention any names, but someone did say to me, after we saw um, Spider-Man 2... Dylan Bowman and I were both like, that was horrible. That was so... It was funny. Wait, we were let's, laughing. Let's just note that he's naming the people who didn't say it. Yes, Dylan <laughs> Bowman... Narrow, narrowing it down. Yeah, Dylan Bowman will probably be on the podcast in a oh, future okay. date. Yeah. But, um... Uh, so we leave the movie. First off, we had a great time watching it. Because we were talking through the... In the theater, talking about it. And also laughing hysterically <laughs> at scenes that weren't supposed to be laughed what, was hysterically Was your theater at. packed? Huh? Was your theater packed? It was. It was a decent showing. Okay. Um, mine was packed, and like me and Hector were laughing at all the inappropriate moments. What I was really <laughs> disappointed. So Bowman uh, went to go to the bathroom, and then <laughs> he's just like, "I don't give a shit. I'm just gonna like I can just leave in the middle of this movie and not care about the plot." But unfortunately, he missed the amazing scene where uh, where Harry Osborn takes the blood and becomes all mutated and then crawls to the Green Goblin <laughs> costume as if he could just crawl to any costume. No, I'm Doc Ock because I he crawled pretty to much costume. could have crawled to any yeah. costume. And then it's just the dumbest scene of all time. And unfortunately, he missed that. But so we leave the theater and we're like, that was amazingly terrible that was the room bad tommy wiseau directed this it honestly movie. there was it was the room level of dialogue yeah. like yeah I, I posted on facebook I, i've mentioned this several times in the past but there's the scene where um gwen breaks up with him i break up with you i break up with i you. break up with, with you, you. <laughs> like emphasis as if it's like the um are you talking to me line from taxi driver yeah it's that kind of <laughs> emphasis and it's, it's, I think she should win an Oscar, like, out of pity. For keeping a straight face. Yeah. For also doing this and being in Birdman <laughs> at the same time. Yeah, she was good in Birdman, Oh, though. yeah. But, um, God, there's, um, it's, there's that one scene where they're at the graduation, he shows up late, and then she's in her gown and whatever, and then his face is, like, he makes the dumbest face, and Bowman and I, like, start laughing, and it's like, it's like panning across his face, and uh, and then uh, or like it's it's a, on a dolly, I think, and it's moving and and uh, keeping with his face as as he's looking at her, and he makes the dumbest face I've ever seen. Bowman and I started cracking up in the movie, and then it cuts back to her, and then cuts back to his <laughs> stupid face. Like at first you're just like, wow, this is such a weird angle for his face to look that way, and then it cuts back, and it's still that same dumb face. <laughs> And that was just the it's, most amazing thing. Yeah, no, me and Hector watched that in theaters, like, with the same intentions, and I even brought a flask to, like, <laughs> it's like, you know what, this is going to be terrible, but I'm going to have Sorry, a, Mom. Like, I'm not sorry, no. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is my own doing. I'm going to, I'm going to own up to this. I'm not apologizing, but, yeah, so it's like, 
pretty much by the midpoint, I had already emptied the flask <laughs> in the giant cup that we had. Now, I mean, with that scene, like, there was so much in that scene that was just, you could have pinpoint, like, whether it's her being surprised that she has the valedictorian speech. It's like, oh, wait, what? I've and apparently there's a class. camera directly in front of my face that yeah. no one else sees, or is in any of the wide Acknowledges. shots. Yeah, yeah, it's like, wait, what? I've worked hard for four years to be at this spot, and I'm suddenly surprised they're going to announce my name to give the speech that I prepared. And it's going to happen to tie in thematically with... And my... he's going to put the tape in at the exact right <laughs> spot where she says the most inspirational thing oh. with a non-existent camera in front of her. That's, well, that's 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 a few scenes after that really bad yeah, that, song plays, isn't it? It's what? There's that one song where he's just being all oh, angsty. yeah. And it's just one of those generic, like... The entire song. Yeah. The entire song yeah. plays It's in the so film. weird. And it doesn't fit with it at all. And, it's, and he's just... First off, it's a terrible... Have you seen What Had American Summer? Yes. You know Paul Rudd when he's like, when he throws the tray down and he's being forced to pick it up, he's just like, Yeah. That's the same actor. I don't, okay, I like Andrew Garfield, but he's terrible in that movie. He's a terrible Spider-Man. I don't... I I liked him in the first movie. He was what I wanted to see in a Spider-Man. Everyone's like, oh, he's too cool and attractive. I I thought he was just kind of a douche. I mean, it would have been interesting if it's like, okay, maybe he's not this nerd. But then they kept trying to make him a nerd. He really wasn't a nerd. It felt more like he was just like, he was just a dude, like a photographer dude. Like, he was like the character in Boyhood. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess, yeah, he was a douche. (laughs) (laughs) They tried to make him like a loser, though. Like, oh, what's that, a camera? You got a camera? Yeah. You're an artist. (laughs) Yeah. Sports. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, okay, even the first one was really, I mean, by my opinion, it was one of the worst films I've ever seen. And Wait, even like, one? Yeah. Even, I thought it was okay. Even, like, Flash, the bully guy, later, so. he has more pathos than Spider-Man. Yeah. He comes in, like, he's like, I know how it feels to lose the loved one. Like, I'm, he's, like, basically apologizing for everything he's done. And then Andrew Graff was just like, eh. He's angst. Angst. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second film is just angst. Yeah. Everywhere. Every character has angst. And then just, uh, and then everything is just an advertisement for Sony. I am so amazed they didn't have a Power Glove scene where they're, where they're like, <laughs> let's play this, our new PlayStation 4 with the exclusive infamous Second Son. <laughs> and, oh, wait, our TV's broken. Good thing we have the PlayStation Vita with remote play <laughs> so that we can stream the that video. That is really surprising. And, like, I was so waiting for that scene. He should have done that. He should have. That's a totally should have. Plugging in the USB drive on his PS4, and then using the can you use the Vita as a remote? I don't know. I figure it's all interchangeable. Yeah, there's, them all there's uh, remote play and stuff like that. Yeah, you do that. Yeah. There you go. Two more endorsements even, you lost out on. Even House of Cards had a point where is that a PlayStation Vita? <laughs> <laughs> even that, had that. So and oh. and he's the only person playing Killzone Three on a regular basis. Like, come on, like Frank Underwood, well, play some play some Uncharted. Like, let's you have a PlayStation. I've, do, yeah. do it right. I Killzone's like okay. But it's <laughs> it's something a little more, bit more Machiavellian. <laughs> but, yeah. oh my gosh. Okay. There's so many better PlayStation exclusives. I don't, Killzone's fine. I honestly so don't like, understand like who would say who would defend Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah, I don't get... Because there's people... So, like, I the thing, under, going I, back to what I was originally yeah, saying, though, yeah. was a girl when I, when I was like, uh, where... I'm sorry, uh, a gender-neutral... Per, not. I mean, she's not gender-neutral, but I was trying to... Okay, it's a woman that well, I was with. Did you check? Huh? No, I have not. I have not. I have not checked her genitalia to confirm that she's a woman. So who knows? A somewhere, somewhere an amorphous mom. blob. Somewhere Oliver's <laughs> mom is sighing in relief. <laughs> anyway, so it's a girl that uh, I'm a friend of mine, 
who, um, after we saw the movie, uh, she usually one is a group of us, and uh, and we were like, "Wow, that was horrible," and it was kind of a "God, can't you just enjoy a movie?" type thing. That one of those things which drives me nuts because um, uh, the no movie is exempt from criticism. Yeah. I feel, and I can totally enjoy, like. I totally enjoy action movies. John Wick was wonderful. It was. It was so good. And uh but I like a bad movie is a bad movie. Like Well, also, I mean, you could use that against her like I enjoyed this movie. Yeah. It was terrible. Her, yeah. And I enjoyed every minute of it. Yeah. And but I mean it's an awful thing yeah. to like when there's a lot of things where where I'm critical of movies because that's because I I know enough about movies to be critical. Yeah. And so when people are like and people will like bait me and be like, so why did you think? What did you think of this movie then? And like, well, I thought it sucked because here, 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 and here. And they're like, uh, like, like I, j- you asked me what I thought of it, and then I gave you very specific, detailed reasons why I didn't like it. And then you're like, and then you're treating me like I'm the asshole. Like, <laughs> but so there was one of those moments afterwards. But uh, the reason why I bring that up in general is because um, compare it. So that movie came out. So did Guardians of the Galaxy, which was fantastic. It was. It was number one at the box office for weeks. And oh, very nice. Is that the uh, vinyl or is yeah, that just this a... is the Mondo vinyl? Oh, nice. The soundtrack. Yeah, I'll, I'll show you after. It's, it's right, pretty yeah. cool. But I just held yeah, up a for, very visual thing. Yeah, for, our for those for our listeners, I just mm-hmm. held up the Mondo yeah. <laughs> uh, edition of the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtracks on vinyl. It's very cool. I that's one of those movies that I would like to have the soundtrack of. Also, There Will Be Blood is a movie I would love to have the soundtrack on vinyl for. Doesn't exist though. And also, when I went to the early I feel screening, like if anything that's that one should have a sound. Check on vinyl. Yes, absolutely. And it wasn't nominated for best screen. It should come with like or best a record player they have to hand crank. <laughs> it's only appropriate for that film. Yeah, it's weird that of all the movies to not have on vinyl, that one would. And it's a Johnny Greenwood soundtrack. I'm getting a drink. Yeah. Um, but so the reason why I bring up Guardians of the Galaxy is that was a great movie, and it w- did very, very, very well in the box office. Amazing Spider-Man Two was a horrendous movie, and it actually did really badly in the box office. So badly so that Marvel, who is consistently putting out good movies, now is able to make a, Mar- a Spider-Man movie because Amazing Spider-Man Two did so poorly and was so critically like bashed that they had that they're like we're gonna make more money off this if we let Marvel make a good movie, and so being critical this is a direct result of being critical of a shitty action movie. And getting something that is very likely going to be of really good quality. Because Kevin yeah. Feige is going to be producing it, even though he's not making money off of it. But he's doing an excellent job with all these Marvel movies. And now, because we were not just accepting of these... Since we weren't like, oh, it's just an action movie. It's just... Oh, we're just here to see Spider-Man swing around and be in costume. No, by being critical of that, now we're going to get a real like, good Spider-Man movie. I mean... I. Don't want to count the chickens before the hatch, but but like, <laughs> well, look decent. at Marvel's. I mean, even Marvel's worst film is still head and shoulders above Sony's best superhero film. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I like the I like all three Spider-Man movies for the uh, Sam Raimi one. Oh yeah. Well, I'm. I, I mean, feel but like also that's Spider-Man different... Three falls like, into the same reason why I like Amazing like Spider-Man Two. Less than ten years ago, but I still feel like that's in a different time era. That's in a different era. Like, yeah. Honestly. I mean, the two thousands, especially the early two thousands, compared to now, yeah, very different. 
I mean, Iron Man 2, not that great of a movie, but it's still, it's still watchable. Like, it's still, like, yeah. it's still well put together. It's still made by people who know what they're doing-ish. Um, <laughs> I mean, I know, I know what their whole thing was to make a three-act kind of in the same vein as how, uh, Stan Lee would structure his comics, but, uh, it made for not that great of a movie. But it's still, like, leaps and bounds ahead of even Amazing Spider-Man 1. And to see, like, such a direct result from people being critical of a movie, to have such an... I I assume that's the reason why Sony was finally, like... I Yeah, I think it's that, and just, like, just that mishandling a bunch of their, fran- a bunch of their um, properties in general. So, for anyone who doesn't know, the deal was that um, Spider-Man is now going to be able to be used in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He's going to appear in Captain America Civil War and Avengers 3 and 4. And, uh, yeah. And um, and the deal was that uh, it doesn't cost them any... They're not buying Spider-Man off of him. But what the deal was that uh, Marvel gets to use their that Spider-Man for free in their movies... But they don't make a profit off of the the Spider-Man MCU film. So all the profits, for, even though it's going to be a Kevin Feige movie and it's going to be a MCU film, or, yeah, MCU. Uh, even though the Spider-Man standalone film is going to be MCU, all the profits to it are going to Sony, and then a hundred percent of the profits of his the Spider-Man featured films like Avengers and uh, Civil War. Are going 100% of those profits are going to Marvel. Kevin Feige is not making a dime off of the movie, of the Spider Man movie that he's producing. Kind of a weird thing. The amount of viewership they're going to gain from this, between everyone was already going to go see Civil War and Avengers. Like, everyone and their mom was going to go see it. Yeah, I feel like that was to make sure Civil War works. Well, yeah, I mean, they were using Black Panther for. I was like, I feel like. Civil War can't work without Spider-Man. Well, Civil War is also a shitty comic, but... Yeah. But, uh, I mean, like, I was really, like... To me, I was like, I don't know if that's gonna... Like, that was, like, the one that I was the most hesitant on. Only because they don't have the rights to Spider-Man. Honestly, I think, like, Daredevil would be a better fit for Civil War. Because Daredevil's getting his own TV show. Having a character that's already established within the universe to reveal themselves, that's gonna be a bigger deal. But, also, the Civil War thing is not at all the comic story. They've... It's already been... They've already said kind of what the idea is for Civil War and um, where uh, Tony Stark's fed up with with his own... He's haunted by his mistakes like Ultron and um, and then... But Captain America from the last Captain America movie, which was fucking amazing, um, is, is pissed off with government. And so uh, Iron Man or Tony Stark's trying to make government more of a thing and... And less of the individual people with all this crazy amount of power to create things like Ultron. And then Captain America is more like, the power should be in the hands of the people. Uh, because then you're starting to hold a gun up to everyone's head and calling it protection. And uh, so it's going to be more of that kind of thing. Rather than the whole superhero registration, it's more of like a realistic type comparison. And something that has like a lot more meaning in today's society. But Oh yeah. So the thing that I really, really like about the fact that Kevin Feige is not taking any profit from this marvel's not getting any profit from it it's just that they give a shit about their properties and that they want it to be the best that they can make it and they think having spider-man there will make it better and so the fact that they're doing this because they care rather than like because they're they're the amount of money that they're going to make off of it i mean they still they still get royalties off of spider-man they get the amount of 
they get the amount of money that they would normally get off of like Amazing Spider-Man Two. That same, so they'll still make. I'm sure this MCU Spider-Man will make a lot more money than uh, Amazing Spider-Man Two, but um, so they will be profiting off of it. But like, it's not that huge of a thing to profit off of. And so it's just because they want Spider-Man in their universe. And that's so cool to me. That's such a cool thing. And, and like, I'm so glad. It's Well, it's mm. like, I mean, I've mentioned about just how different Marvel's approaching the studio system. Where it's like, they're not really seeing it as... It's not really just something of a property to profit off of anymore. It's like they are actually putting effort and care, putting directors and filmmakers in charge of these big lofty productions that actually do seem to care yeah or that are right for the role rather than just uh will smith for this guy yeah or something like <laughs> will smith will make us money yeah kind of like, uh. <laughs> yeah no i think i think it's really great what marvel's doing it's really great that they're making money off of it uh because uh it means that like it means that other people are looking to these marvel movies and being like we want to make that and i think the same issue that DC's going to make. They still have a shitty filmmaker heading their stuff. Zack Snyder. Yeah. Well, Zack Snyder's terrible. So, uh, just in case anyone <laughs> wants to know. Well, I mean, you've got Zack Snyder, like, sort of a terrible director when it comes to, like, his own stuff. He does decent adaptations of other people's scripts and works. Decent. Like what? Um, the Dawn of the Dead remake was actually pretty decent i don't remember i saw it so long ago that i didn't even know that was Zack snyder when i was watching it so i didn't really think it was a fun film like i honestly don't really have i tried against it i thought it was awesome in eighth grade yeah no it's a thing like where it's like it's fine for when it came out um and i personally still love like the extended cut of the watchmen film i think that it's really moody and atmospheric and it actually works where like the theatrical cut is a big piece of crap (laughs) Oh, I haven't seen I haven't seen any extended cut. I know that David it's, Hayter wrote it, which is cool. It's really good, and it, it it actually integrates the Tales from the Black Freighter comic into the film. Oh, okay, and that's it cool. fleshes out a lot of the side character. It fleshes out everything that kind of was truncated for the theatrical cut. Um, but yeah, he's not that great of a director. Well, the thing overall, he, the thing um, he doesn't really do is humor. He doesn't oh, do. No. There's no like pathos. There's no humor. There's just he, it feels like just. Action, action, action! Everything's super serious, which kind of makes sense why he's why him and Christopher Nolan are partnering up because both of those <laughs> people do not understand basic human emotions. Yeah, like uh, I mean, having a vulnerable hero goes a long way. And but the thing is, like, I I know that's what they tried doing with Superman, but he's Superman. <laughs> like Superman, like you, there's no level of vulnerability with Superman. Really. It's not understanding the character because yeah. it's like to to me, it's like I don't get why people want to like take away Superman's superness. Like yeah. why they try to make it a film. Like, well, what if he was this or what? Let's focus on his emotions. And it's like, well, if you're a walking god, why would you want to do that? Why don't you focus on that? Yeah, like, I mean, if you want to have something related, or if you want to have some like, if you're gonna have a failure of Superman, don't have it be like, himself. Have it be have him give a shit about the fact that everyone around him's dying. Like he yeah, can't okay. die. Yeah, have you so, seen the original Superman? Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. I haven't watched it, but I watched this one scene from it where he's uh, he's playing Clark Kent and he's pretending to get like when they're when they're getting mugged by the criminal, but by, by uh, him and what's her name? Is it Lois? 
Yeah, I'm, Lois. I'm just mixing up all the love interests. I can't things. think of the the actress who plays. Yeah, that. yeah but where Lois. where they're getting mugged in like an alley, a back alley. He's doing his best to appear as like this wimpy, like this this schlub who's just like, eh, don't hurt me. And then he gets like hit and falls over all dramatically. And it's like this is a walking god. Yeah, he's humoring himself. It's like, and it's amazing because it's like this is how he cares about these people. Yeah, he's not like he's she's she's not getting hurt. But yeah, he's I also, mean he's like, showing he's showing care for even the people who are mugging him. Yeah, by it's doing like, it in this one scene it's outdone everything like they didn't have to destroy a whole city like kill a dog or kill the other last remaining member of his race to show yeah. that he cared well so something that i think it was smallville that uh i mean bowman's the one who told me about this uh shout out to dylan bowman which i've brought up like eight times already in this uh <laughs> i like wish they'd bring him on here something. uh <laughs> Um, see how that fleshes out <laughs> <laughs> scandalous but uh so uh something he brought up was i never watched smallville um Lovely. but i just don't like i don't like saying things and be like oh here's my opinion when it's when it's something i heard from someone else so giving credit where credit is due is what i'm trying to do uh <laughs> 10 seconds later we're straight we're straight we promise <laughs> uh, uh, but so uh what's his face the dad superman's human dad dies of a heart attack in smallville spoilers but, uh, and and Superman has to deal with the fact that there's some things he can't change in the uh, in the uh, movies. I can't think of it's Superman one or two, but Lois dies and he flies around the world in reverse and so fast that it changes time. And first off, it's a really goofy thing. But if you think about the fact that he's just such an emotional child because he can't deal with the loss of someone he can't of something he can't fix because he's a god, and then you're so and looking down on him being like you're. Like, you have to learn to deal with things that are human, and you're a monster is what you are. And, uh, but to make a movie where it's like, it's so hard to be Superman. Fuck you! <laughs> like, start giving a shit Honestly, about the like, fact that should've... everyone's dying around you. They should have done it like, like Groundhog's Day, where, um, I mean, you're familiar with Groundhog's Day, right? Yeah, fantastic. Where, man. like, there's that homeless man that in every t- every time he goes back, the guy dies. He, like, no matter what he does, whether he feeds him, clothes him, takes him to the hospital to get checked out, he always dies at the end of the day. Yeah. And he has to accept that this guy will die no matter what I do. Yeah. God, that movie's so good. It is. It's so good. <laughs> it's such an amazing movie. Like, I feel like that Superman movie should have done that instead of, like, well, I can go back in time, or I can look at this wall and make it rebuild itself, or... Yeah, Like, I there's mean, no consequence. The thing about Superman is no matter how strong he is, humans are still humans. Yeah. And that's interesting. Saying, oh, I'm super and and kids don't like me. The fact that his dad dies to win a passive-aggressive argument is just (laughs) offensive. The fact that he makes out with Lois Lane around the ashes of dead people (laughs) and skeletons of what's left of their city. And and he shoots down that that drone in that... Hilarious yeah. after scene. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then the guy, Doug from House of Cards, saves uh the girl's life and is like, Hey, I got two do you wanna go see this basketball game with me? No! Both teams are dead. Look around <laughs> you. Like, yes. Everyone is dead. <laughs> like, why is like, oh, here's our new here's our new intern Clark Kent like he's gonna help well, with cleaning up the rubble is what yeah, the line would have been if yeah, they didn't it's, cut to it's like, <laughs> we need, he has muscles make him be like some of the relief for our goddamn city he's like, going to help pull out all the bodies of our past editors and writers <laughs> these people we've worked with for years <laughs> relationships yeah. everyone's dead <laughs> yeah and then there's that one scene where where like 
all the uh, the product placement is, is as bad as uh, Amazing well, Spider-Man 2. I, I feel like, to me, it works because they destroy everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like that they left that part out of the contract. <laughs> well, the thing, like, with Zod, where, where he's, like, uh, uh, he's... He comes in, gets everyone's electronics and stuff, and starts talking. And then the one girl holds up her phone, which takes up like three quarters of the screen, being like, "It's even affecting my Sony Vio phone, like my new <laughs> my new Samsung touchscreen Galaxy S4." <laughs> like, ah, oh god. And then the the Sony, what's the name of the Sony uh, laptops? Is it the Vio? I think it's the Vio for the laptop. We're the scene of amazing Spider Man. We strictly too. Apple products here. Yeah, uh, same with my house and. Uh, but the scenery's on the plane. He's got a Sony fire. Oh my gosh! And it takes so much time to like make sure it gets the exact frame and be like, it's a Sony movie. The only thing we can do is product placement for all our own stuff. <laughs> and then in the middle of the credits of Spider-Man Two is a trailer for a different movie owned by a different studio. <laughs> they sold ad rights in the middle of their movie. They didn't even have an ending to their movie. Yeah, they didn't. The ending of the trailer. Uh, your movie Sex brings this up, where to end a trailer on a thing like mid-swing type thing, it makes it seem like, come see our movie, and it's supposed to be an advertisement, it's a cliffhanger on the trailer, so that you go see the movie to see what happens next. And then the movie ends, and with the ending of the trailer, it's like, and you just don't get to see what happens next. That's the ending. I would have loved if it was like, like five minutes of credits, the X-Men scene, and then another 20 minutes of credits of all the poor, like, graphic arts... The graphic artists that put their time into this terrible film, just for like the last shot, for one more shot, of just dumb. I'm just Spider-Man hitting the rhino, and I'm just ending. Or no, even better, just after the fight, just rhinos on the ground. He's like, "Well, took care of that." What would be even funnier is if they like had like an Xbox commercial in there, too. like. like or, like, or Fox is a competitor, and they're selling ad space. If they sold Microsoft commercials. There was a there. trailer for the Xbox, and on the TV was a trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> so I just we don't know what we're doing. Yeah. We're just trying to get as much money as we can from this, yeah. because no one's going to want to watch it. Yeah. So, okay. So, here's, here's the ultimate question. You have Big Hero 6, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Boyhood. I don't... You mentioned it so many times. Yeah. And trance slash the eternal colon kiss of the mummy. Which would you rewatch first? Okay. <laughs> mm, so Big Hero Six is just bad. It's not funny how bad it is. So not that Amazing Spider-Man Two is like a Tommy Wiseau movie. How bad it is. It is a comedy because of how bad it is. Um, what if there's like I hope that just every single person listening to us is like super big fans of like Man <laughs> of Steel and Amazing Spider-Man. I mean, all if done. you are... And, like, super big fans of Trance or the Eternal Kiss of the Mummy or whatever it's called. <laughs> I would love to meet that one person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tell me what you love so much about this film. I mean, honestly, like, watching it, it, it did remind me of films where it's like, you know what, I put this on to kind of fall asleep to. So, like, I could give it that nod. <laughs> like, it's a good movie to pass out to. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I would say I would give the nod to Amazing Spider-Man 2 as just being watching it like you it, would The Room. Yeah, I mean, there's things where I will totally admit, there. it's just so much fun to hate things. Oh, yeah. It's, it really is. Like, if you love to hate things, Amazing Spider-Man 2 is the best. Yeah. It's, it's just the best waste of talent, of just money, of graphics, of video game graphics. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like, if you want to, if you're ever wondering, like, what Paul Giamatti does for his money, there you go. Yeah. Well, he's... I mean, when he's not doing these little indie dramas that he's... Paul Giamatti was so weird in that movie, too. He He just made a bunch of inaudible screams, and, like, and it was just him, like, hamming it up as much as he could. And then it was like, why? 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 Like, they honestly could have given it to uh, Vinnie Jones, or <laughs> someone who's who looks European and remotely threatening. <laughs> not like... Not Paul, Paul Giamatti's a respected actor. Why <laughs> did you do this? <laughs> to me, he's, he kind of fits in that, like, category with, uh, what's his name? Philip Seymour Hoffman? Where they're yeah. just like... What if this was Philip Seymour Hoffman's last movie? Oh, was him? Oh, gosh. No, he would never go to that. Uh, let's see. Trance? A.K.A. What's the, the Eternal Kiss of the Mummy? <laughs> I kind of recommend. Like, yeah, sh- I mean, shaky hand recommend. Yeah, if you haven't, if you, like you're looking for a bad movie to watch, like I would totally if recommend you're... The Room or Samurai Cop or Amazing Spider-Man Two. <laughs> okay, if you're this. like, if you're like sick with the measles over the weekend because you went to Disneyland and um, some idiot didn't vaccinate their child. <laughs> uh, if if you're sick over the weekend and you just have a long weekend of movies, I would check it out. Like, I think it's not going to put you in a bad mood. It might distract you from your horrifying disease or sickness that you have. And um, it's it's kind of fun. It's it's kind of fun. After from watching it twice, it's it's, it's okay. If I was, like, sick watching this and then, like, where kind of that your mind help. is in a weird... but. It, it seemed like it'd just be like, I don't, I'm so confused and like, I would just be scared of my life. Like, <laughs> I think in that, in those specific circumstances, it would be a scary movie, which it was not. Why it was labeled yeah. a horror movie? I, I think that's the thing I love about the horror genre is that you could label anything a horror movie if it doesn't really fit into anything else, <laughs> Yeah, which this movie doesn't really fit into anything. Yeah. Um, okay. So that, uh, Big Hero 6 would not know. No, bury it in the I, yeah, I don't recommend Big Hero Six at all because that's and, not even um, funny how bad it is. No, it, it really wasn't. I mean, I would love to see just a short animated thing with Baymax. Yeah, and if it was a short, that could have been really yeah, great. I think it, Stanley's worst cameo <laughs> this side of Amazing Spider-Man Two. <laughs> um, oh yeah, and Amazing Spider-Man Two, I would highly recommend. <laughs> Have ten, a couple ten, ten out of ten ironic stars. <laughs> have a bun. Just have some alcohol. Have alcohol. friends over and just talk through the whole movie. Yeah, and it's yeah. so We're much. It. It's got like I haven't done it yet. We need to do that. We need to make a commentary track for it. I'm, I'd I'm love telling to. you now. Okay, to close things off, we're gonna. I'm gonna uh, go on my app. It's called Upflix, which I'm, I'm promoting other things now. <laughs> Speaking of promotional stuff, is this? Did you design this app, or are you? Just oh yeah, like... just last night while I was watching the trance, <laughs> I was like, I am so bored. I'm gonna learn how to how to how to make an app. <laughs> no, it's it's uh it's this thing that has like i don't know what it's it has all these functions but like i'm just using it to do a uh netflix roulette like it's actually called roulette no. where you can choose the genre um do you want to stick with horror i feel like that's a safe thing to stay unless we want to go yeah somewhere. i mean like what are we I, I guess action would also be a good one let's go action let's do an action, action movie Ugh, i have to scroll all the way to the top like during one of your long rants i was scrolling all the way to horror because there's so many genres that exist really now. on on Netflix, are you on the, well? On are you this. just doing the Netflix uh, roulette, yeah. or are you doing IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes? Oh no, those are just based on ratings, but they should be on Netflix. Action? Yeah, I like. I don't know. I want to. I want to watch a Escape from New York type thing. Action and adventure is that fine? Yeah. Okay, let's spin the thieves. The thieves, which is a 2012. Um, it looks like it's a Korean. 
heist film. That sounds cool to me. Yeah, no, it's a twice the runtime of The Eternal I'm, Kiss I'm of the Mummy. I'm already forgetting the title. I've seen this twice, and I'm already forgetting the title. Uh, the yeah. Eternal Kiss of the Mummy. It's uh, it has a three point seven rating on Netflix, so that means it's on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that cool. looks actually interesting. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we can watch a movie that's not awful, and then like we can have a thing talking about good movies that was originally the plan was to talk about good movies until, well i don't know or at least I that's mean, what i suggested that's you with me it's i'm more the type of well let's see what happens because yeah. like, i mean to go into a, like a personal story there was um so like i left this church after i came out because it's a terribly homophobic church and i basically did my best to burn every bridge so no one would talk to me and then like someone from their college group there invited me to like a dinner thing me and hector so it's like they knew of us i was like Mm. okay well a part of me this could be this could be a terrible setup for something horrible i'll never be seen again but the other time i really want to know what'll happen (laughs) (laughs) so it's that curiosity thing yeah so yeah want to see the train wreck so i'm kind of i'm that person who watches someone stand in the train tracks and like uh (laughs) well let's see how this plays out (laughs) (laughs) i'm a terrible person but yeah so next uh, so we're not going to talk about how good Zodiac is? No, why? why would, it's unspoken. Because it's so good! <laughs> we're not doing good at wrapping this up. No, okay. So, I'm Richard, and... Oh, I'm Oliver. I'm, yeah, that's Oliver. You're Oliver? Yeah, I'm Oliver. We're all Oliver. <laughs> it's a cult. And uh, this is the I Should Be Sleeping podcast. It came from Netflix. That's, oh, that's yeah, the, that's, that's it. The, that's the name of the thing that we're going to call this. This little uh, show that's within the show. Why don't you add that to my watch list, though? The, the thieves the thieves yes right. so stay tuned next week where feel we'll free be... to watch it to your uh watch it to yourself watch, yeah, it, watch yourself. it to yourself <laughs> <laughs> watch it yourself and then you Just can hear us talk about lock, it lock yourself in a closet like signs joaquin phoenix style and, <laughs> and watch the thieves fuck joaquin phoenix was in that movie <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but, yeah we might be talking about um the, the filmography of Walking Phoenix and or uh, yeah, but that's actually gonna, that's going to be end up talking about a bunch of good movies though, possibly, possibly, <laughs> for sureably. <laughs> All right, uh, I've had too much could, to drink. <laughs> I think you have. Uh, you can uh, find us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, which is an alternative app. Or I I don't know if it's on iTunes or because the podcast is an ex, another app that's yeah that's I saw so I it's found a podcast, it the podcast app. app I sound I feel so stupid just saying podcast app but it's, it's on a you, podcast it's app. I, it's iTunes it's iTunes yeah it is iTunes so. colon podcast colon kiss of the mummy <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't search for that but um uh yeah so uh, check us out there and if you have any questions or comments or anything email us at. I should be sleeping podcast at gmail.com and uh, find us on Facebook. Thanks for listening. Mr. Sniper, bring me a dream. Make him the cutest that I've ever seen. Give him two lips. Like roses and clover Then tell him that his lonesome nights are over Sandman, I'm so alone Don't have nobody to call my own Please turn on your magic beam Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream 
Big B. 